Here in this mystical forest, we see a fine example of a unicorn. This majestic beast spraying glitters and rainbows as it farts loudly in a clearing. Over here we see an example of the Yeti. The Yeti is known for its elusive nature, but here we get to see it in all its glory, scratching itself and and burping richly. It's not quite all I'd expected. Um, And here at night we see a number of beautiful fireflies Oh God, they're tripping their faces off and and having the most rowdy of parties. This, I really shouldn't be in this hide. It's woodland forest documentaries were just inappropriate. You should change the channel and watch something else. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Ayres Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant, Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies do some skits and some silly voices and have a catch-up and do a bit of a giggle. How are you doing this week, Jane? You've you've had better weeks than I this. I have definitely had a better week. Better, yeah, better weeks. Yes, you've, you've been you've been fighting your body a bit this week. I have. I have bad bad tooth. No, no, bad he's tooth. he's in the bads. They are in the bads. But one thing that we had feared has not come to pass. You do not have too numb of a mouth to record quips, that's which was true. a that's distinct possibility. Tomorrow. Yeah, but that's not on a night when you have to record. Uh, no, it's the night I have to edit the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you just sort of. Let's just hope you don't have to re-record any skits this week. Yes, I hope not. It's fine. We'll just replace it. will turn into uh, someone with a very, very numb face on my side. It's fine. We'll replace whatever skit we have to re-record with an Igor skit. <laughs> I think you could do that with a numb mouth. Uh, probably. Probably not appropriate. Yeah. Oh goodness! It's it's been a lovely old week for this one. Um, it's been a busy one. We got a lot of stuff done. Play mm-hmm. experienced a lot of media. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot wait this week for us to get to the listened bit because my goodness, this week was uh, my inner teenager had a very excited time this week. Teenagers. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, they scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll get there in a bit. Um, <laughs> should we start? By talking about things we've played this week. Because we've played quite a few things this week. We should. Yeah. We should talk about the things that we've played this week. Uh, should we talk about a thing we played together this week? Let's talk about a thing that we played together this we week. We played a board game. A boarded game. Yeah, that we got sent. We got yeah. sent a boarded game yeah. uh, called Book It. Book It. Uh, how, would you, how would you describe Book It? Because on paper it's a deck builder, but it's not... It's not your traditional deck builder. It's more card drafting, I guess. Than, yeah. Than, than well, like standard deck builder. Yeah. So, so to, to to explain what we're talking about here, there is a deck building mechanic, and it sort of works the way that a lot of deck builders do, where you have a purchasing resource and you add things to a deck, and depending on when they're drawn out, you get to use them in certain combinations. But here, you're not purchasing cards for your deck permanently. You're purchasing them. Basically until you use them. Um, so you can have more stuff than you will use in a turn and like purchase stuff when you have resources and stack it up for later. But yeah, you're right. It is more of a... 
uh, a sort of what do you want to stack your deck with for this turn? And then you get to sort of like start deck building again from scratch in the next turn. You're never sort of too locked into anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, plot wise, it's it's about being a wrestling promoter. Yeah, you are a wrestling promoter. You've got to try and pick a venue and try and you've got glitter on you. How have you got glitter on you? We haven't had glitter we in a live, while. We live in the house where we have we have <laughs> glitter herpes. I will always have glitter on me. That's all on your nose as well. I don't know how I have glitter you're on especially me. Especially magical tonight. Sorry. Um, uh, yes, wrestling promoter. Yeah, so so you're, you, you pick your style of wrestling. You pick uh, your style of, uh, of promotion. So you can yeah. have hardcore or sports. Uh, or, uh, sports, sports entertainment. Sports, sports entertainment. Um, lucha. Uh, lucha Libre. Uh, lucha Libre or like athletic, I think it was. Yeah, it, it's basically, are you being like... The vicious people beating each other up with weapons. Are you the WWE sort of family friendly thing? Are you people in masks? Are you like what? What kind of wrestlers are you? Um. Well, I mean, you've got like the sort of hardcore, like Japanese style, mm. with the I I guess the kind the kind of wrestling where you have like thumbtacks and barbed wire and yeah, the kind where you stuff. will see blood on screen. Yeah. And then you've got sort of more the sort of professional sports people type thing. Yeah. Then you've got like your WWE. Yeah. Uh, you know, lots you're sort of, of this of is this is a John Cena ro- knockoff. Yes. Joan Sienna was it? I think it was Joan Sienna. Um, <laughs> and then you've got your your lucha. Um, yeah. With just just fancy masks, so many fancy masks. But it's nice to see, or it's f- amusing to see so many like um, parodies of, yeah. of known I, wrestlers. I don't know a huge amount about wrestling, but I know enough that I was routinely, we would deal out our set of cards and I'd be like, I know what that's a reference to. Oh, Ray Enigma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, yes, that's a, that's a Shinji Nakamura who was in NXT. I recognise <laughs> him. From that one time, like two years ago, when I watched some wrestling. There's a Mick Foley in there, or is it Cactus Jack? Uh, I, I think it was Cactus Jack. Yeah. Um, what is that? Double M. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll know. You'll you'll recognize stuff and go. I can tell. I can tell what you're getting at here. Even if you don't know the specific characters, you'll recognize the archetypes they're yeah. going for. It's, it's played in six rounds, yeah. so you have six rounds to gather up as much money as you can, yeah. build a better deck, and try and become yeah. the highest reputation yeah. uh, promoter around. The- the the general way that turns play out is you have a starting set of money, and you need to book five matches for your uh, for your night. Otherwise, you take a penalty. Um, and you sort of go back and forth, taking it in turns to spend your money purchasing wrestlers. Um, you pick a location, and you pick a different location to host your show every round. Mm-hmm. Those come with bonuses. Um, those will somewhat impact, um, let's say you want extra money, you might go for a place that gives you a money bonus when you get certain types of wrestlers, you might go for them. Um, usually you'll get bonuses if you uh, if you pick wrestlers who match with your promotion style. Mm-hmm. And then you're basically trying to build a deck that either makes you lots of money, because it's got lots of star power, or you're trying to match um, similar strengths of wrestlers so that you build up lots of reputation. Um, which sort of is your end goal. It's... Or you match the card types to yeah. try and get, like, um, two hardcore wrestlers. If you put down two hardcore wrestlers, you'll be allowed to draw um, four cards. Well, it, it's two... If the if the two cards match their promotion, you get to pick two. And if those two match, and they also match your promotion, you get to pick four. 
Um, so yeah, the, the the extra drawing, I believe, is so that you can do stuff like... So that you have more cards in your hand and you can better match up your pairs rather than just having to blind draw and play them. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting little game. Um, I was not expecting the whole format of like a, a deck builder where every turn you can basically go, right, start my deck back from scratch. Um, what do I want to do this time? Hmm. And it's not totally from scratch. You you can purchase like, uh, what are they? The the nasty sneaky cards. You can buy the, the dirt cheats yeah. and the special promotions. Yeah, which are basically, the dirt cheats are do something negative to your opponent, but the deck is peppered with um, cards that will do something bad to you, so you're taking a risk by purchasing from there. Mm. Uh, and special special announcements is things that will usually help you that you can save till later. Mm. You can upgrade your jobbers, your sort of uh, standard wrestlers. Into Jenny folk. Yeah, so there's there's stuff you can do that will persist between turns, but generally it's build a new promotion, like build a new deck from scratch each round. Hmm. Um. Yeah. How did you find the game? Game in the post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. I would like to play more, having like a bit of an idea about how it all works now. Yeah. It it took us a couple of rounds to really recognize the value of some of the cards. I think. Yes. Um. Like in hindsight, going back, I would probably in my early rounds focus more on making lots of money so that I can afford to have some of those big heavy hitting later rounds. Because mm-hmm. like those last two or three rounds, we started being like, oh, I see, this is how you get those big numbers. Mm. Um but yeah, it's it's a really interesting little game. Yeah. It it wants you to use a lot of table space for it. Yes. Um it will ask you to leave lots of things laid out on the table that you could probably just have as a, a pile that people look through. From time to time. Yeah, I mean, well, certainly with the the locations, you can yeah. pick that up and put that down like every round. Yeah. But with the from the the um the wrestler stage where you're picking your wrestlers, yeah, you do need all ten of them out. So. Yeah, you you will need some space for this one. Yeah. It's not the the most small and compact to to set up of the no. deck builders. It's not like your sort of um unicorn unstable unicorns or something, mm. but um. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. We we like our deck builders. Yes, we do. And this definitely managed to make itself feel distinct from the other deck builders we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, I I definitely I agree with you. I want to play more of it because I I feel like we've got a sense of how it plays properly now. Um, it also has a single player mode, and I'm really curious how that single player mode is played out. Yeah, I'd be curious as well because there's lots of like, yeah, like, how does that work? Is there an AI to that? Or are you just trying to is, get is it the high, best score yeah. you can? Is it just personal single-player high score chasing, perhaps? We shall have to have a look. Yeah. What about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, let me pull up the list. Um, We played another thing together. This was a game that came on uh, Kickstarter. Came from Kickstarter. Yes, we talked about it last uh, week. We talk- well, you talked about it last week. Uh, that War of the Worlds. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, the New Way. The New Way. Uh, we played some of it together. We did. Um, I can see what you mean about the out-of-the-box uh, rule set seeming like it makes it easier for the aliens to win. Yes. Now, we haven't quite tinkered correctly yeah. necessarily I, with the other. I didn't necessarily like completely demolish you on that first game. No. Um... I uh, that I had an item that was healing me slowly, and I think without it, I probably wouldn't have won. But mm. 
I definitely felt that I had an advantage for playing as the aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see what you mean. So we played a couple of rounds of that with some custom rules, and yeah. that definitely evened it out a bit. It was getting it's that getting it still needs tinkering. It's not quite right. Yeah, it that some of the the custom rules were sort of locking down some pieces in interesting ways, and mm. maybe we need to tweak that. I mean, you you say they were knocking down pieces, but I, yeah. I feel like if you had been going for point scoring rather than locking yeah. me down, you might have still been able to do quite a lot of damage. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I I'm curious to play more rounds of this, but like yeah. the, the the core game is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of one player with lots of small units. Versus one player with very minimal units, but if they can get where they need to be, they can do a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I found playing more aggressively as the humans actually makes it a bit easier. Oh, yeah, totally. You can't wait for the army to come and help you. Yeah. You just have to go, you're going to die, but I'm sending you out here to take one yeah. more damage off this tripod. Well, one, one thing that like got stuck in my head, and I don't remember if I verbalised this at the time, but it... It felt a lot like how I've been trying to learn to play Magic the Gathering. Sometimes you just have to throw your army of weenies at a thing, knowing that, you know, some of them are going to die, and that's okay. Don't get too precious about individual units Mm. and, you know, trying to keep them safe. Occasionally, you've got to throw weenies at the problem. Yeah. Weenies are good like that. Yeah, weenies are good like that. Speaking of Magic the Gathering. Yeah, we played some more Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm continuing to enjoy that. It's... Yeah, you're loving that red deck, huh? Uh, I'm, I'm quite enjoying that red deck, except you keep playing all these decks that lock down all the cool things that my decks can do. <laughs> That's what those colours do. I know, I know. It's 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 so... Mm, how, do, how do I put this? It's really strange coming from, say, Yu-Gi-Oh!, which was a game where... You had a lot of like cards that weren't locked into archetypes that could do many of those things. Mm. So like every deck had the option to have spell and trap removal or sort of um stunning and lockdown cards. Mm. Whereas here it's it seems in mm, it's an interesting challenge, I suppose, when building a deck that doesn't have those lockdown cards to go like, okay, well, if I go against someone that has lockdown, what do I do about that? Because I can't put just put some lockdown in my deck. Overwhelm them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a very different kind of of, of game. Yes. Um, and I'm still sort of wrapping my head around the 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 strategy stuff of that. Hmm. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that red deck. Yeah, I'm enjoying my blue deck. It's not great against that red deck <laughs> or the green deck. Um, but the white one I had fun with. Um, yeah. I I think maybe the blue deck needs a bit more tweaking because it's pretty much all weenies and after about round five they just become impractical. Yeah. Against certainly against the red deck. I'm not sure necessarily about the green deck. Yeah. I see what you mean about the green deck needing a bit of um, trimming down because I had a look through that and I was like, you're right. There are cards that just haven't come up. Yeah, you see what I mean. It's... I was looking. There's like three really good. Um, uh, artifact items yeah. in there, and I'm like, oh, I've never, I've, oh, I think I've seen yeah. you play one of them. Yes, so yeah, because what was it, the prism ring that eventually came up, and prism I hadn't ring, seen at all prior to that. Katana. Yeah, the the thing, and again, I know I always compare these things to Yu-Gi-Oh. It's just the the card stuff I know, because um, the logic with Yu-Gi-Oh was always 
40 is the minimum on, on a deck. Keep your deck down to 40 so that the stuff you've put in there because you want to play it mm. shows up. Because I think, like, the logic... Uh, I think if you run three of a card in a 40-card Yu-Gi-Oh deck, you've got something like a one-in-three chance of drawing a copy of that card in your opening hand. Mm. Like, that's the kind of consistency you want, where you're like, I want to open with this thing, I will stick three copies in there, I've got a pretty good chance of opening it. Yeah. Um, And that's the kind of thing that I think that green deck is kind of lacking right now. Well, the, I think the problem with my green stuff is I don't have a lot of multiples of the same card. Yeah. I have lots and lots and lots of different cards mm. that are good in their own way. Um, whereas opposed to pretty much every other colour, I have things that will really just go, I can build a yeah. deck around this. Yeah. And I have well, like multiples of different things, even if they're from different generations. Yeah. Well, I, I think with that green deck, what we need to look at is not, not even look at a specific card as like, this is the end goal, but go, what kind of card is the end goal? Yeah. Am I going for... Is my end goal the creatures that will um, summon me tokens and give me a bunch of weenies? Is it the ones that um, heal me and power me up every time I do stuff? Like, which which goal do I want to aim for? And maybe trim it down to the stuff that works towards that. I've mostly been building the decks around particular mechanics. Yeah. So, like, the blue one is very much about counter-spelling and locking down your opponent. Yeah. And then just... Poking at them with weenies. The uh, the green deck is about getting out as many creatures as you can and as much land and just huge growth and overwhelming people. Yeah. The black deck is uh, about killing things, getting back things back from the grave, like direct damage, uh, getting things yeah. back from the graveyards, um, removing things from play through other means, like yeah. the faceless butcher. And then I, I've i started adding in a lot of things that build around this creature has XX power and toughness mm. based on how many swamps you have. Because yes. even from like just four swamps, those things are really good. Yeah. By the time you've got 12 down, <laughs> if you can put multiple X by X creatures out, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. I... I... I definitely feel like I'm more confident that I understand the combat. Like the mm -hmm. combat, oh, I, I've, I haven't had too many things recently where I've gone, how, how does this work if this attacks this? What happens? I mean, there's been a little bit of that because when I introduced the the red deck to you, you suddenly had double strike and first strike. Which, oh yeah, which I hadn't used. I had to. Yeah, that was new mechanics, but that wasn't just the turn by turn of how combat yeah. worked. So yeah, I'm getting it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we played another trading card game as well. We played that aforementioned Yu-Gi-Oh! We, we played some Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, I have recently started trying to put some some decks together again. Um, <laughs> basically because like the big problem you've had previously with Yu-Gi-Oh! has been like, I'm drawing cards that don't do anything to do with what my deck's supposed to be to do with. Or I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I... So I tried to put together two decks where the, they have the synergy is the idea, where everything is sort of working towards one goal. Yeah. And those decks need trimming down a bit, but I did a Blue Eyes deck and a Dark Magician deck, and uh, how how was that for you? Um, It was alright. I think we won one each, didn't we? Yeah, we had yeah. fairly matched. Yeah, it felt like the first match went on a bit longer, although yeah. partly that was just me reading tiny, tiny, tiny text. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fair. You, Yu-Gi-Oh! Because they don't like errata and um, outside rulings on websites, they've just put so much fucking text on all these cards. I can understand that, because Magic the Gathering, there's a lot of, like, 
what does this do? Does this yeah. work here? Does this do that? Yeah. There, there was one point during Magic where I was like, if this was a Yu-Gi-Oh card, I would know whether <laughs> I can do this or not. Because it would be very explicit about when and when it doesn't function. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, it's... It, it was a lot easier to get to grips with that Blue Eyes deck. Yeah. I'm starting to get a hang of, like, what cards be. Yeah. And and how they're used. Um, it helped that, like, you'd built the deck yourself and we could sit down beforehand and go, Yeah. This do this. I, there's definitely some stuff in there that I kind of want to trim out, but I think that deck... Like, the, the stuff in there that was working was, like, there are certain cards where it's like, no matter how this leaves the field you're going to get a Blue Eyes, which is your big heavy hitter. Mm -hmm. um, you had a lot of stuff where it was like, if I, d I don't want to take that thing out. <laughs> Providing effective walls or lots, mm. lots of traps where I'd finally get through and you'd be like, aha, and all your stuff's dead. Yeah, there was that. And then there was um, the fact that like I could keep getting my Blue Eyes back out of the graveyard. Yes, yeah. And then I managed to get my big thing back out of the graveyard. Yeah, your sort of uh, fused Blue Eyes thing yeah. out of the grave. Yeah, they, they, there was some good little combo things you had going. Yeah. There, there was that one where you had to discard a card to do something, and the card you discarded, when, when it went to the grave, got you a Blue Eyes in your hand. Got me a Blue Eyes and a Polymerization. Yeah, it? It, it, got you a, it got you like a Polymerization and a Blue Eyes, and then because you'd sent something, it got you another Blue Eyes. You're like, ha-ha. I now have everything I need. Yeah, it it's a nice little deck, that one. Yeah. I, I think there's definitely some stuff in there that needs trimming out, but... I will take your word for it. Yeah, I, w I will try and tweak it a bit and see if it runs a bit better for you the next other, time. The other thing with that is, like, early game knowing what to do. Yeah. It's like, do but I need this because it will get me a blue eyes. And then it's like, but I need this and it will get me a blue eyes. What do I put out? Yeah, <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's... Some of those things you just have to learn with, with play. I mean, it. it's not just that. It, it's sort of knowing, like, what are the things that are safe to do early game that aren't going to completely fuck up my late game? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's going to be just experience with that yeah. deck. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I've only gotten used to magic because we've played a bunch of it. So if I'm sure if we keep playing some Yu-Gi-Oh, it'll get easier with mm -hmm. that deck. But yeah, I was really enjoying that Dark Magician deck I had going. Um, I stole your Dark Magician. You did steal my Dark Magician, because that meant it wasn't in my graveyard, so I couldn't just bring it back. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I really like the, the Dark Magician deck I've got running, where the whole deal is lots and lots of ways to get the Dark Magician out, and then lots of cards that once per turn will let me get a Dark Magician back out of my graveyard. So like, even if you get rid of them, I can just keep going like, aha, and they're back. Yeah, then you've got lots of ways of boosting your Dark Magician yeah. to be more powerful. Um, And lots of ways of, if I've got Dark Magician out, it can do extra things like, aha, I get rid of your spells and traps. Or um, the big the big one I have in there when I occasionally draw it is Dark Magician gains the attack of all the Dark Magician girls in the graveyard. So it became as strong as your big fused dragon thing for one turn. Yep. It's like, haha, I did a, I did a strong. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. I I think those decks were pretty well balanced. It didn't yeah. feel like either of us was overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that was nice was it didn't feel like if one of us got our all our monsters wiped out, it didn't feel like that was the end of the game. There was no way to recover. Not necessarily. Yeah, there was a, there was a bit of oh, I lost all I lost my good thing. It's okay. Ooh. I've got other stuff I can do. I I found ra running out of cards more dangerous than. Uh, in my hand, than more dangerous than um, like actually yeah. being killed on. Oh god, yeah, no, it's um, Yu-Gi-Oh is real big on card economy. There's not a lot of stuff that lets you draw 
more cards into your hand, and the one situation you don't want to be in is, I have nothing in my hand that is useful, and nothing on the field. Oh, I just had nothing in my hand, full yeah. stop, and nothing on the field. <laughs> yeah, you, you ideally want a card or two in your hand, mm. just in case. Um... But yeah, it was really fun to to do some Yu-Gi-Oh! and to have that be a, as best I can tell, a slightly more positive experience. Mm-hmm. Yay! Ah. Hooray, we have a third trading card game we can play in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Have you played anything else this week? I played one of those from Software Games. Oh yeah, you played a bit of that Bloodborne. I started playing Bloodborne. How'd you get on? I spent a really, 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 really long time making my character, and then as soon as they spawned into the world, I was like, you can't see their fucking face, what is the point? Uh, you you can in some circumstances later. I spent, just spent an hour and a half I, making that character. I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I feel your pain. I've, we've all been there in a FromSoft game. Uh, also, like, just the, the constant feeling of having no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, so, he, here's the thing. I, the... F- Bloodborne is the first FromSoft game that I really got into properly. Mm. Um, and the thing I found is it really took me until I got past the first boss to to have it click. And there was there is no way to to cheat your way to that other than just get keep good. keep throwing yourself at it until you get further. And get eventually good. you'll go, Oh, I get it. There will be a moment where it just clicks. Um, there wasn't a running still there. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. But yeah, for, for anyone who's never played Bloodborne, it's a FromSoft game. It's a very, it's a action game where it's very tough. Uh, this one is set in a sort of, it, it's kind of like a Victorian-y, London-y sort of setting. Everyone's a bit sort of monstrous and wielding big swords and things. Yeah, and the people locked behind their doors are not terribly helpful. Yeah, there's a big werewolf in a in a building near the start that you go past. It's all a bit sort of. Uh, I didn't get that. Didn't no, get I didn't find a werewolf. Was there not a sort of wolfy monster thing as you left that lab at the start? Oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah it was that because that kills you initially. Yeah, and, and then, then you're like, because I didn't have any weapons. Yeah, and then you have a weapon. And you're like, I can fucking take you now. Yeah. You can beat it up with fists if you're real good. I was not real good. No one's real good when they first fight it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are professional Soulsborns players who are very, very good at it. Yeah. I was not so good at it. Yeah. Um, it was alright. Yeah. I... It seemed alright, but I think the fact that I was going, okay... Um, I'm like I got to the first lamppost and it's like, okay, yeah. I'm here. Uh I'm gonna walk down here, I'm gonna kill the guy that lunches at me, I walk down here, I kill that guy, I kill the guy with the the, the torch and the, and yeah, the board. Yeah. I go down here, I kill these five guys walking down the street, I take a left, I get immediately one shot by the big chonky thing with the big axe. Okay, maybe I'll go a different way. Yeah. I go down there, I do the thing, I kill the guy, I kill the guy, kill the guy sitting down, I kill the guy with the, the torch and board, I kill the five guys on the stairs, I've got really rather good at that, I kill the guy sitting down in a corner, <laughs> thinks I cannot see him, I kite literally everyone standing around the bonfire towards me, slowly avoiding the people that do the shooties, I go back up on the side, I do the shooty, 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 I clear that whole area out, no fucking problem. <laughs> I go round past the big bashy indoors, I kill the weird 
the half dead looking crow things. Yeah, yeah. Then there's like three uh, wolfy things that I can kind of kill them most of the time. Yeah. And then if I'm really lucky, I'll get to the point where I fall down a thing and then there's like some stairs down and then I'm in a whole different area with very tall people with incredible reach and like a bunch of rats. Yeah. And that was as far as I got. So... If you had, you almost got to the first boss. You know where you dropped down? Yeah. If you turned right and gone sort of down there. I went the wrong way. (laughs) Not the wrong way, but if you had gone to the right, you'd have gone and fought the first boss. You almost made it to the first boss. I couldn't even find anywhere to level up. I, um, yeah, I got some, I went, I went back and spent myself. I was like, well, like, I've. I've got like 3,000 of these things. I'm going to go... Oh, or blood. I'm going to go back and I'm going to hit the lamppost thing and I'm going to go back to the Hunter's Dream yeah. and I will buy all the Arnhem armour. Yeah. Or set, whatever it was. Mm. Wasn't super impressed. If if you sit down at the at the, at the the lamppost rather than... like That should be where you should be able to level up. And any of those... Uh, I the... As I understood it, because I've looked online, you yeah. have to... You have to Get something oh, do you, to get oh, unlock the doll first. Oh yeah, you're right. You have to beat the first boss before you can. Do I don't that. even think yeah. you have to beat it. I think you have to have encountered yes, it. Yes, which even you were real you close to. <laughs> uh, Maybe I will go back to it at some point. It, uh, this afternoon is like yeah. I've put six hours into this. I can't find how to level up. I That's... seem to have bought all the best armor that I can at the moment. Yeah, and I... it, here, here's what I'll say. If you fancy giving it another go at some point in the future, with just some give me a shout. Of an idea G- give doing. me a shout, and I will be there, and I will try and give you advice to help. Go that way. Help point you the help point you the right way, both in terms of geography, <laughs> but also in terms of play style. Um, I, th- I think if I'd gotten to a point where I could go, okay, it's probably not the most efficient way, but I can sort of just level up a thing and like grind through. That's, a bit. that's how I beat most of the Dark Souls is grinding. I think that would have been alright, but yeah. like the point of going like, you can't go in here, you can't go in here, you it, can't do this, you can't do that. It's like, well, I, well, I guess I can't do anything in this game okay. for me, and that's fine. If if you fancy going back to it at some point, give me a nudge and I'll be your guide, and we'll we'll. You're so close to hitting <laughs> that point. Um, but yeah, uh, one thing that I think is a cool mechanic of that game that I just always like to mention when that game comes up, uh, if you take damage, you've got a couple of seconds in which you can damage the enemy back and regain that health, which, uh, rewards That's aggressive play. That's you get one which, hit with a big yeah, hammer. Which, when, when you get good at it, is a really cool mechanic. It's good. Uh, yeah. I will remain scrubbly, thank you. <laughs> Tell me about Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, let's talk about Luigi's Mansion 3. Um... I have pretty much finished that game. Uh, I have the final boss, I'm pretty sure, is all I have left to fight now. I'm on the top floor of the location. That game is not perfect. It has some some notable flaws, but like I don't care about any of their fl- uh, the, the flaws that much because it's an adorable, charming, really lovely game. Uh, the premise is really simple. Luigi keeps getting mansions that are haunted. This is a thing that keeps happening to him. He had a mansion, it was haunted, he captured all the ghosts, captured King Boo, he's the big King Bo- ghost. Gets another mansion, it's also haunted. King Boo has escaped, he's in the house. Ah. Uh, now Luigi has been invited to a hotel. I feel like Luigi should go, mm, I've inherited a large piece of property. 
She's going to check well, see, on King Boo. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah, well, see, this time he doesn't inherit it and he doesn't, you know, it's not a mansion. He gets invited to a hotel, I guess, because Princess Peach and Mario were famous, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, and then, like, oh. turns out King Boo is still out and about doing his thing. And everyone other than Luigi who's on the trip gets tra- trapped in paintings because that's what happens in these games. And Luigi has to go save everyone. By sucking. Yeah, he's got his vacuum cleaner. He's got his friend, the uh, tiny old man scientist down in the, in the basement. Egad! Um, he's got a couple of new things he can do this time. He's got um, a Gooigi friend. He's got Gooigi who is... he's 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 got all the abilities Luigi has... But he's made of goo. And he can deal with pointy things. Yeah, he can deal with pointy things and sharp things, um, but he can't deal with water. Um, the game has co-op, and the two-player co-op, like, I've I've done a bit of digging into it. You can play the whole game in two-player, and the only thing is Gooigi can't go where there's water, and Luigi can't go through spikes. But otherwise, you can just play the whole game impermanent two-player together, Yay. which is really nice. Um, That's we should play sometime. Yeah, I'd be really up for that. I've been enjoying it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the basically you've got 15 floors of this hotel. Each floor has a different sort of theme to it. Like one might be uh, some ghosts that are into magic, so it's all like um, sort of they cheap, tacky. They play a tacky. lamb, they tap it. <laughs> it it's more like... Um, I'm trying to think of some good uh, mechanics to explain. There's there's one room where there's like a you know the saw the person in half box, mm-hmm. and you're having to use your vacuum to like push the saw and pull the saw by doing the push and pull on your uh, okay uh, on your vacuum cleaner for example. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one floor that was to do with like pirates and a pirate ship. There was a there was a disco dancing music hall floor, and you basically shine a flashlight on the ghosts or knock away their protection so that you can shine a light on them, start sucking them in. Uh, if you're surrounded by lots of ghosts and you've got one that you're sort of sucking in, you can smack them on the ground a couple of times to, like, uh, stun other ghosts or do damage. Uh, you've got a plunger. You can stick onto things to pull things off of stuff. Like, there's one ghost that had a shield and you'd stick the plunger to it and you'd suck the plunger off to make the shield go away. Um... This game is really charming. Um, the visual style, the detail of the the animations, it's it's all a bit caricaturish, but it's it's just a really expressive, charming cartoon of this. I mean, that's the mainstay of the series. Yeah, the the whole point is Luigi is just scared out of his mind, but he really wants to save his friends, and he's the level of detail with which they. Ter- convey his terror is adorable. But you said they got rid of the press X to Mario um, button. Okay, so I thought they had gotten rid of the X to uh, press button to Mario. Okay. Because in the first game you could go Mario, 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 and it was quite a pronounced thing. Yes. There is a Mario button, but it's disappointing. Oh. Uh, left and right on the D-pad will make uh, Luigi go Mario, 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 just very quietly. It's it's no longer the Mario that it used to be. Um, oh. Unless I'm misremembering it and it's just been exaggerated in my head over I the years. I remember it being like, Mario, M- it's, Mario, it's it's very It's very whispered these days. Uh, there's a very... Wait, quite... may- maybe he realised that that was drawing too much attention. Pa- mayhaps. Um, generally, like, the, the appeal of this is, I over the last, like, 12 hours, I think I've played over about four sittings, mm. um... Every floor has a really interestingly designed uh, boss encounter. Mm. Generally, they've been 
They've all been distinct, they've had really good theming, they've played differently, there's been unique little mechanics going on. Um, I'm trying to think of some good examples. One boss fight, it was me and the, the uh, opposing ghost in little, like, inflatable, like, inflatable pool toys. Uh, and I'm having to use the vacuum cleaner to either push myself away from one side or pull myself in directions to get close to the ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's sort of spikes around the edge, so I'm trying to... Whack. I'm trying to get away from the ghosts and pop the ghost into the spikes yeah. using suction power. Like, that That was a cool little mechanic that only got used for one boss fight. It did not stay its welcome. They're like, yeah, we move on. Mm. Um... So, sometimes this game has some poor signposting. Um, sometimes things will just be a little finicky and, like, you'll try and do something and it won't work and you'll go, oh, I guess that's not the solution, and come back to it later and go, oh, it worked this time and uh, that was the solution. I just mm. was stood in slightly the wrong position. Um, there was a boss fight I was doing today where I had to, you know, it's hanging from the ceiling and when it hangs down I just had to shine the flashlight on it. But I was stood in slightly the wrong position so I shone the light and it didn't work and I went, oh, clearly that's not the solution. And I tried a dozen different things for five minutes and went, oh, it was the light. I just wasn't stood quite correctly, apparently. Mm. There's there's a few things like that. And there's a few puzzles where just... Once I found the solutions, I was like, that is not intuitive at all. And there is one boss fight that I'm not a fan of that keeps returning. That is a big recurring boss fight. There's this cat that you have to fight like six times throughout the game. Oh. And it's the same thing every time. Uh, he, he does one thing different on the sixth attempt. Ooh. But there are five in a row where it is the same thing. So first time you come across this boss fight. I'm just going to talk about it a little bit. It's really counterintuitive how you fight it. It's it's it reminds me of that thing that annoyed me in Broken Age, where you have to sort of ignore what the game is telling you in order to get something to work. You just it's a lot of waiting around and like oh no you did the right thing but slightly too early. Wait for another thirty seconds till you get another chance. Mm. Eventually you you do it and I'm like okay that now I get it. It's a it's a cool mechanic. Then you have to traipse back through levels you've already done using the, the the black light to find where this cat's gone. The game does not tell you you can do that. Uh, eventually you find it, do the exact same fight again, complete with all its wait for like 30 seconds for the right thing to happen. Okay, there you go. You do that five times in a row. The sixth time, it does one thing slightly differently in one phase of the final fight. It's... It's a repetitive thing that drags you back across the game and feels like it's there for padding. Um, which is a real shame, because so much of this game feels... It's longer than the old Luigi's Mansion considerably, but it, other than this, doesn't feel made of filler. It feels really concise. Um, there's also, yeah, there's a couple of places where the game just doesn't explain to you that certain mechanics exist. Um, your black light can apparently be used to exercise ghosts out of objects, but that's a mechanic that two-thirds of the way through the game you're not told exists, and suddenly you have to go, oh, this thing that has previously only revealed hidden doorways can make a ghost leave this thing, when previously I've had to just suck ghosts out or flash the regular light at them. But all these complaints aside, I have had a joyous time with the game, and... All of these are things that, like, are technically nitpicks and things I feel the need to mention and that, you know, on paper are problems, but I don't care. This game's really charming and fun and sweet and it's... 
it is a real good Mario game. This 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 is the first time a, a Luigi's Mansion game has really grabbed me, and I've gone, "Yep, you you nailed it. You made a good game." Mm. Um, what about you? Have you played anything else this I played week? One other thing. I played Graveyard Keeper. Oh yeah, tell me about Graveyard Keeper. It's, you die. Okay. And then you become the graveyard keeper. Ah. And it's like if Harvest Moon was about collecting bodies and burying them. Okay. <laughs> well. So you've got like you've got a you you you've got a shovel. So you, a body is being delivered. You go to the graveyard. You dig a plot. You put a body in it, and you you close the uh, you 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 pop some earth over the top. That's it. Buried. <laughs> And then you got a certificate for that, and you take that to the tavern, and you get a you get paid for it. Nice. And then you meet other people along the way who are like, "Hey, can you do this thing for me?" And you're trying to build up your equipment, like, so yeah. I want a, a forge so that I can start making my own metals ah. rather than buying it from the blacksmith. I see. I um, see. You can go into the swamp and like fight slimes and get like beginnings of equipment and stuff, yeah. or. You know, just for the sake of fighting, um, get some, get some. Yeah, there's a lot to it. I've not experimented enough deeply with it yet, but I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Um, and I, I always like those sort of like a slightly darker take on the fun, yeah. merry things. Goodness, uh, and yeah. so far, I'm enjoying the fact that there's less people to talk to. Yeah. Uh, there is an awful lot of just walking back and forth to town. Hmm. Even though I have a teleport stone, it's got a cooldown on it, so you can't just teleport into town and then back hmm. again. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can go, okay, right, yeah, I bought the things from the shop, everything I want to do, I just want to pop back and get some, oh, okay, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> get some walking, huh? <laughs> oh, no. Um, And you can do things to the body, like you can get meat from them. Okay. Which is... Somewhat concerned. That is an ethical choice that you can make. Yes, there, there. That is sort of mentioned. Yeah. Somebody's like, some time ago, there was some bad meat. That's why we only buy meat with a stamp on it now. Does your meat have a stamp on it? No. Where can I get a stamp? <laughs> <laughs> I, the graveyard keeper, have some meat. Would you like to buy it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Can can I can, can I put my stamp uh, your stamp on my meat? <laughs> Will you please? stamp my meat? Will you stamp <laughs> my meat, dear. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I wish it was a little bit faster paced, yeah. but I'm enjoying the concept. Nice. Hmm, what about you? Any others? Uh I've finished playing Disco Elysium. You can read my uh, my review on Polygon. On Polygon. There's not much else to add, but go read my Polygon review. It's very good. I was very proud of that you one. Should be. Uh, the only other thing that we played was, uh, and and people can go and listen to a one shot of this. We played some Bag of Bones. We did. Which is a one page tabletop uh, role playing one shot. Yeah. You and me. Well, you and the Curiosity Epidemic crew, of which I remember. Uh, minus Nick and and that lovely Justin McDaniel of Indeed. Jim Sterling editing stuff. Yeah, Person. so it's 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 an interesting game because this is a Halloween themed one shot, and the premise was the thing that grabbed me. Um, everyone, all of the players control different body parts of a skeleton. You're all people who've been brought back from the dead as ghosts uh, by a necromancer piloting a skeleton, and there are you know you've got some dice rolls involved. 
But the primary mechanic is using a deck of cards to either barter for who's going to have control of the skeleton in an argument, or using those cards to see whether you succeed at a task. It's an interesting little mechanic set. It was a very roleplay heavy game. Yeah. Um, it was very much reliant on the players... Being very silly. Being being silly and and doing their storytelling. I got very into my character. Yeah. I I I think this is the, the way with many of these these one page ones where you roll up a character on the day, is you have to like here's here's like three facts about a character. Player, go. I got very into my honey eyes character as well. Yeah. I collect hats now. You collect hats. <laughs> yeah. No, you you everyone did really well. Everyone did a really good job of creating their characters and their yeah. backstories. Um, I must say my favourite might have been um, Lars the legendary leggy loser who loses with legs. Legendarily. Legs first. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, it... I would be up for playing another game of that at some point. I think Ooh. that's going to be one that I'm going to sh- I'm going to share with the uh, convention nerds at some yes. point. It's a really simple, silly little uh, one shot. Uh, I think the only other one I forgot to mention the other week was I played a very silly one shot that I believe came out of a joke made on the Adventure Zone Zone, which was "Oops, all jokers." Um, just a little tabletop one shot where you all play different incarnations of the Joker. You have, again, you roll up some very basic stuff like, what are your jokers attempting to do? Uh, Occasionally you roll a dice to see what obstacle they have to face. If you roll certain numbers, Batman shows up and then you enter the end phase and you have to work out how you're going to deal with Batman coming for you. Oh, heck. Um, So yeah, that, that is another one that, like, considering it was made out of a goof, if you've got a group of people who are willing to sort of get silly with the role play, that's a really fun one to look at. So I think that's everything I've played this week. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Ooh. Are you already tired of the cold and the wet? Yeah. Do you enjoy large meals? Of course. Do you enjoy sleeping? More than most things. Try hibernation. Just have a big dinner, wrap up warm, and sleep through till spring. No expensive winter gifting, no uncomfortable family get-togethers, just warm, sleppy snugs to see you through the winter. Sounds... <sighs> Oh, perfect. Hibernation. Because you deserve it. Alright, welcome. Welcome, everyone. I have I have convened the Council of Angry Bands because we have reached dire times. Indeed. The prophecy appears to have been fulfilled. In the year of 2019, negative political climates have come to pass. Indeed, Republicans in the White House will do that. Indeed. Add with that the uh, Tories in the UK, and uh, things are really starting to go downhill. And the rise of fascism. Exactly, the general rise of bigotry and fascism. I feel like it might be time to start reawakening the angry bands that do not like the machine. Ah, uh, right, right. Uh, I've, I've got the list, I've got the list. Um, Michael McGrimmads, we'll get them back up. Uh, Launching now. Uh, we've got, um, where, where are they, where are they? Rage Against the Machine, we'll get them back up and going. Yes, all launched. Uh, we've got some uh, System of a Down. System of a Down, I'll go. Right, all politically angry bands activate on our mark. Go! Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me! So. <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Ah, uh, 
we put a thing in our eyes together. We did. Which I think is the main thing we've been watching this week. Mm-hmm. We we've we've delved real deep into we've not finished it yet, but season two of Star Trek Discovery. We're running out of Star Trek. Yeah. Ah. Is there a season three coming? I don't I believe know. So. I hope so. I Do you mind so. if I Google this now? Because I'm uh, curious. Because there was a whole thing recently about Burnham having new haircut. Oh, yeah. Star Trek Discovery Season 3. Season 3. Uh, when? When? When is when? When that be? When that be? Who, who, what, when, where, when, and how? Um, there is a trailer. There was a trailer today. Today there was a trailer. Which means that it's somewhat soon, I suppose. Um, yeah, that... They really... They ramped, they ramped up... Yeah, I didn't think you could escalate much beyond the big es- the big end point of season one, with its many um. Which one? There was like three. Uh, yeah, turns yeah. There there are like three or four things that I didn't think you could escalate past, and they've done it. Yeah, they um, did pretty well. I am very much. I I don't think it's a spoiler to say Spock is a character in Star Trek. I like this version of Spock. I like this. They're a very Spock. interesting Spock. They are version. An interesting Spock. I like that we are getting more of uh, Spock's human mother is playing more of a role in this. Yeah. We're getting to find out about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole... Mm, there, there have been some real gut wrenches with some characters that have uh, that have not made it through the season so far. Uh. Uh, that one that one that just happened. Oh. Yeah. You break my heart. You break my heart. I'm breaking my heart. This show is... They did. Yeah, they're doing it. So, you got any thoughts to share? Um, I don't want to give spoilers, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, and I look forward to seeing what happens next and and season three. I like that some of the characters that looked cool get to have more time on screen mm-hmm. this season. Um, yeah. What about you? Have you watched anything else? Uh, yeah, I watched the new Renegade Cut. Oh, is this the one about uh, Rick and Morty? It's called The Problem with Rick and Morty. I've not watched it yet, but I do like that Renegade cut. Tell me about this episode. Um, So it's about the problem with Rick and Morty. Uh, um, is that you... the audience? <laughs> it's it's the audience's perception. And, yes. and the fact that, like, regardless of what the show says or what people say about the series like you're not supposed to like Rick yeah it's it's not about whether or not Rick always manages to succeed it's yeah. the fact that he's not very nice about it yeah and the fact that he needs to do a bit of self-reflection which we've kind of had in, in yeah. the last series a little bit but only just the merest glimmer of it yeah and he he basically gets into how people use like Rick and Morty as an excuse to for cruelty. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I can be cruel because the truth doesn't care about your feelings, and they're basically yeah. just mean people claiming that they're 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 smart. Yeah, it's... because they're mean, as opposed to being someone who is smart and mean. Yes. They're going, well, I'm mean, so I must yeah. be smart. Well, this is it. It's because Rick, the character in the show, does that. He very much is like, oh, well, I'm the smartest person in the room in any given moment, so what do I care? But it's like, there are some people who, yeah, they're like, oh, well, I'm mean, just like Rick. It's okay, because that means I'm smart. It's like, no, co- correlation does not equal causation. Um, The fact that Rick 
is smart does not give him permission to be an asshole, and it doesn't give you permission to be an asshole who are not as smart as him, probably. Yeah, and and part of the problem with the show is that it, it, you can whatever they say off screen. Yeah. About the series, the fact that the series constantly shows that Rick wins the day. Yeah, I, being an arse. Yeah, so. here's the thing. I I wish he would have more development, but the 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 issue with that is obviously like. There's a limit to how much development you can do before the character's core conceit falls away and you can't really... The show wouldn't be the same show. Um, it's the the reason that like sitcoms will always you know, reset their characters back to position zero by the end of the episode. Oh. Um, I think that like, Rick and Morty has done some things that the audience just hasn't really paid attention to and I'm like, I wish they would pay more attention to. Because like, the Pickle Rick episode has become a whole big meme, but the whole point of that episode is Rick eventually acknowledging, hey, I'm a shitty person and I need to go to therapy because I'm pushing everyone I love away. You know, there's a whole episode where he basically just tries to kill himself because he's like, um, um, I'm a shitty person and I am substance dependent and I'm not this happy. Is, I'm not happy and this is not a healthy way for me to live. But. He wore the Szechuan sauce and he got it because he's smart. Yeah. yeah. You're just not smart enough to understand that he he's allowed to be mean because he's smart like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what's a show that used to have an audience like that that I think has gotten better and that the show has let their character grow? Bojack. Yeah! It's funny that, because he brings up Bojack quite a lot in there. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) I've started, I've watched season 6A of Bojack Horseman. Half of season 6 is out, half of it is coming in a couple of weeks or something. They split it into two halves. I um, can get on with that then. I have watched the currently available episodes of season 6 of Bojack Horseman, and that, that is a show that continues to... It has a flawed protagonist, but they show comeuppances and negatives for his actions and then make him work through them, which is real nice. The first half of season six is basically a lot of stories about drug rehab and getting clean and learning who you are after battling with serious addiction and learning to take responsibility for your actions that led you there, but also to examine, you know, the root of what causes some of those things and maybe address those. Address the things that were driving you to addiction rather than... Well, that's the thing with Bojack. Like, Bojack very rarely, quote-unquote, wins the day. Yeah. Like, he he, he will very often end an episode in a worse situation than he was at the beginning. He he might briefly win, but, like, there's always something to it. There's always something, some some bitter moment that's spoiling it for him. And sometimes that's just himself, and yeah. but that those those are things that get addressed. Yeah, well, this it, is it. Constantly yeah. feels like although Bojack isn't good or right a lot of the time, he is aware of himself enough yeah. that he's bit by bit becoming a slightly better. Yeah, he's, person. he's dealing with parts of his issues. Yeah, and he's still. But he, yeah, but he has that very human thing of almost like swapping one bad thing yeah. for another bad or, thing, yeah. and, but then needing to realise yeah. that. Or, but then he'll do two steps, for, uh, one step forward, two steps back. Will yes. often be the thing. He'll he'll make some progress and then slide back because yeah. you know he will stop. fall off a wagon yeah. of some sort. Which which has been really interesting seeing like the 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 thing in this season that like I uh, there's an episode where it's just him. 
taking the time to think back on, yeah, where did this all really start? Like, this thing that I am battling with, well, yeah, it was a th- it was an issue at this point in my life, but it was also an issue further back. It was also an issue further back. Mm. Him taking the time to properly introspect what what need is this filling in my life and why am I doing this? Mm. Rather than just bandaging over the problem. Mm. And, like, that's real good, healthy stuff to show. D- do that, Rick and Bossy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you clever showrunners. Keep do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? Have you watched anything else? <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much others? it for for me as well. Well then, time for this. No, ah. no, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? This week's sponsor is the Pound Shop. Oh, I've heard of them. You go, you hand them a pound coin, you can take anything in the shop. That the that the premise, right? You have mistaken the Pound Shop. This is not the Pound Sterling Shop. This is the other Pound Shop. Oh, like a like a like yeah. a like a punch. Yeah. Oh. Every item in the store can be paid for with a swift, heady punch. Uh, just just a punch in the face, huh? Yep. What, what, what do they have in there? Is it worth getting punched in the face for? All sorts. Would you like a very big bag of crisps? I I, I would, but I don't know if I want it as much as a big, heavy punch to the Some face. stationery? Again, I, I do want the stationery, but... Toys. Chocolate. Toy, toy. These are all good things. Snacks. But like, how how a big? Multi pack of lighters. Yeah, but like, is it is it one punch for like the whole lot, or is it one punch per thing? It's one punch per thing. But if you go now and use our special discount code QNPS ninety one, you can receive like a bunch of items for just one medium strength punch. Just a medium strength punch. Yeah. When you put it that way, it sounds like a. Like a bargain. Exactly. You just go in, you punch the assistant, and you take all the stuff. Oh wait, I punched the assistant. Yeah. I thought they were punching me. No, oh. no, no, no. That would be oh. weird. Oh, yeah, that would be weird. Ooh. So it's Q and PS ninety one at the pound shop today. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi, 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 hi. How's uh, how's business been? Um, well, you know, there's, um, one of those boycotts going on. Oh, yeah, was that the the people outside doing all the shouting? Yeah, 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 a lot of shouting, a lot of people, you know, really very upset with us. Did we not distract them with the fact that we announced the game that they liked was getting a sequel that is the same game with, like, one extra mode? Yeah, and, you know, there was the whole thing, we did that big cinematic trailer for a game we haven't even started yet, but we... Yeah, did, did that not, did that not stop the shouting, people? I mean, they were outside with placards rather than at home or even in the convention watching our our big announcements, so kind of missed those ones. Oh, that's, well, you know, you know what is, what's the good thing that comes out of this? At least we couldn't hear them over the intern screams when we vlog them. I mean, there is that aspect. I mean, how else are we going to get, you know, all those good... Tormented soul sounds in the background of our, our uh, you know, <laughs> hell-based game. <laughs> they wish they were in hell. Right. So, so, what have you got that's new for me on the, uh, the business docket? Well, we do have something slightly concerning because this whole thing isn't blowing over. Yeah, yeah, I got that from the people being outside and, you know, not paying attention to our adverts. But it's it's been a week, right? Yeah, you know. yeah. It should blow over. It should have blown over. Should have blown over. We announced more than one game. One game is usually enough for it to blow over. Yeah. Like, we we announce stuff, it blows over. But it hasn't yeah. blown over. 
So what's I'm, your, uh, you, you got any solutions? I mean, there is, I guess there's one. You know, you know the one I'm talking about. I, I know what you're going to say and I don't like it. I, you think of the, the A word. Yeah. So here's, here's what I'm saying. Yeah. Let's, let's get the word out there. Let's not be scared of it. Apology. I think, I know, I know, I know. I think we can carefully construct something that sounds like an apology without apologizing. We don't have to do an apology. Okay. We just have to say apology-adjacent phrases. Right. Uh, so, so, how's this? How's this? Let me practice with you. Mm-hmm. We regret that we were quick to make the decisions that we made. We're not going to apologize for the decisions. We we will, you know, blame some outside aspect of our decision-making process. You know, we we were... Actually, yeah, not not even we regret. We were quick to decide. That's a fact. We decided quickly. We don't fucking care. We have heard your feedback, and it is important to us. We recognize we are part of a global planet, and we must ensure that the actions we take do not make you dislike our company. And with that in mind, we hope that we can get back to making games you love and love purchasing rather than us having to dwell on the actions that we took. Nothing in there was an apology. You are a fucking genius. I know, and I'm not apologizing for it. And not, nor should you. No one in this room, or even on this floor, should have to apologize for anything. Except Jack. He brings me my coffee. Shit coffee. Pretty good coffee, but I'm not gonna tell him that. <laughs> so. <gasps> what have you listened to? What have I listened to? Have listened to? I've listened to one thing primarily this week. Oh, hey. <gasps> Oh, I've been listening to some My Chemical Romance. Ooh. My Chemical Romance. What is the the reason for all this episode? Oh, so As if you need one. Yeah. So Halloween night, I got a Twitter DM from someone going, "Do you, do you think this means anything?" Uh, and it was some screenshots of the fact that um, My Chemical Romance had updated the uh, the images for their social media accounts. Like their Twitter had a new image. They had a new uh, Instagram. Uh, you know, uh, profile image. And I didn't want to get excited because I was like, I here's the thing. Logically, the last time they did this, they did, they've done this once since the band broke up and it was to announce um, uh, their greatest hits album, which did have like three or four unreleased tracks on it. And it was a whole, uh, it was a whole thing. Uh, but when that happened, I think they changed their logo to MCRX. And it was like, ah, 10 years since the Black Parade. And a bunch of people were like, is this a new album? Are they doing a reunion tour for the Black Parade? And, you know, that wasn't what happened and people got disappointed. So I was like, I'm not going to read too much into this. I would like to assume that MCR are doing something. But, you know, let's not get our hopes up. And then half an hour later, my chemical robots are doing a fucking reunion show in December in LA. (laughs) I'm like, oh shit. Oh heck. Oh fuck. (laughs) Things happened, you tried to get tickets. Oh, I, I very much tried to do the thing of, can I get myself to... Can I go to LA? Can I go to LA for like a day and a half to see a gig and fly back? Mm-hmm. And I could have done had I got a face value ticket. Could not get a ticket yeah. on face value. Those tickets, understandably, sold the fuck out. Well, they, um, they they sold a number of them, and then the ticket vendor themselves started shilling them for like 
five grand a yeah. pop. Oh, they're down to only a grand a ticket now on the on that resale bit. But I know, I know, they I know. They can fornicate right off. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. I am trying to not let myself get too excited about this because it could just. Here's the thing. It could just be a one-off reunion show that they're doing to go, hey, we we missed playing music together. We're going to play a show. But... but Tell us about all the conspiracy Okay, things. okay. So we'll start with the stuff that's actually like solid and makes sense. Um, A couple of days before this, Amazon Music put up a page that um was like, ah, oh, Mike and Romance uh, uh, back together and putting out music and, and you should hear their, their music, which is new. And they basically implied that there was new tracks that didn't previously ex- exist coming from from my chemical romance a lot of the the mm, a lot of the publications that deal with the music industry places like um uh i can't even remember which ones now a lot of the rock music um enemy. In, yeah the the karang's your enemies your, the, the whatnot have all been hearing there's a there's a worldwide tour coming after this um beyond that mm, how, how do i put this um i i hmm the thing that most makes me think that there might be new music and maybe a new album is a weird comment from the beginning of this summer. I think it was like May this year where Joe Jonas of all people was on a podcast and like, oh yeah, we were, you know, recording for our new album and My Chemical Romance were um playing playing music in the room next door. And the host's like, My Chemical Romance, I thought they broke up. And he was like, yeah, I thought so too, but they were in there. And everyone was like, oh, it must be, you know, one of the one of their solo act, uh, bands or something. Um... Uh, I am of the opinion they were practicing new music and or recording a new album earlier this summer. Or practicing their old music, because it's yeah. been a while. It's entirely possible, but like there is a bit of me that's like, I don't want to get my hopes up, but like this this feels like this feels like a big deal. This doesn't feel like the kind of thing you do to play a show once and then go back away. And then there was the whole um, comment about yeah, yeah. So this is where we get into conspiracy theory time, and we <laughs> dig to stuff from years ago. Do so years ago, in an interview, Gerard Way uh, talked about the the sort of lifespan of My Chemical Romance and how he saw it going as a band, and he very directly compared it to the the way that Smashing Pumpkins uh, their music career worked, which is basically make music for uh, for what was it like thirteen years. Uh, take a six-year hiatus and then get back to making music, which lines up pretty perfectly with how long MCR were making music and how long they've been gone. On top of that, Danger Days is set in the year 2019, which feels weirdly coincidental. Um, there's there's a lot of like things like that that go like, did did you did you know? Did you know? Um, the last song they released um, after they broke up was Fake Your Death. Which sounds like, hey, maybe they know they're coming back, huh? Ha huh, ha. Huh. Um, so that's conspiracy theory town. Um like honestly, my gut impression right now, if I had to make a guess, and I'm trying not to get my hopes up about, about this being the the thing, is this feels a lot like what they did with the Black Parade album, where um they announced they were gonna do one big show. Uh, in this case, it was a big show they did in in London, and then they just um, kept doing that one big show for a year. Uh, well, it nearly well, killed themselves. <laughs> what what they did was they um they basically said we're going to do a big show, and uh, everyone showed up, and then an announcement came over the speakers and was like, "We're really sorry, my chemical romance are unable to play tonight, but they will be replaced by a band called uh, the Black Parade," and a bunch of people start walking out, and then 
MCR's on, it, like, Jared's getting wheeled out on a gurney and starts playing the first track uh, at, at, like, the end or something. So, I'm getting weird vibes of that. My feeling is that they're gonna open this LA show with some new music to get that crowd going, fuck, they are not only playing old stuff, they are back and making stuff. I feel like this is gonna be one of those shows. It'll be, here's a couple of new tracks, here's some classics, yes, we're making a new album, everyone loses their shit. So... That's where my gut is at. Hype, hype, hype. Um, so, with that in mind, I've just been going back and re-listening to a bunch of My Chemical Romance and singing along, because I I remembered that I know all the words to all those songs, because of course I do. It's been lovely, sort of, very quietly hearing you sing. I don't sing often. <laughs> you don't sing often, which is why it's so nice. My Chemical Romance is one of the few bands that will get me singing. <laughs> oh goodness yeah it's been I, lovely. I did the thing that I occasionally do where I go from the start of the album how how much of the lyrics of the Black Parade album can I remember from start to finish without breaks it's quite a ways <laughs> I've just been sat there going like oh, come on come on to this tragic affair wipe off that makeup what's in is despair so throw on the black dress mix in with the lot you might wake up and notice you're someone you're not and just sort of going on if like this if you look in the, the mirror, mirror and don't like what you see you can find <laughs> out firsthand what it's like to be me so gather round piggies and kiss this goodbye I'd encourage your smiles I'll expect you will cry Goodness, yeah. Another contusion. My funeral jag. <laughs> we can't do the whole thing. We'll it's my resignation. Yet. I'll serve it in drag. <laughs> You've got front row seats to the penitence ball. When I grow up, I want to be nothing at all. I said, yeah, yeah. Oh. So I listened to the new Taz. I'm sorry, I love you. That's we all, do have to move on. That's all right. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to have a few minutes. Anyway, yes. You listened to the new Taz, the first of the uh, Taz graduation. Yeah. They're back to fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. And it's set in a school for sidekicks of superheroes and Side, henchmen. Sidekicks and hench people. Yeah. How is oh. it? It's really good. Yeah. Uh, Travis, Travis, is... Travis is DMing very well. Griffin is... Slightly confused the fact that he only has to do one voice. Yeah. Is is he <laughs> doing talking first person? Is he doing okay with the fact that he can't control the entire universe around him anymore? Seems to be. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's really good. I love Justin's voice. He's playing a furbolg. Oh he's he's playing a Yes, uh, a very different furbolg to trees. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm really, really enjoying it so far, and nice. I would look forward to more. Yeah. I have. I've deliberately not started on it yet because I wanna. I wanna be able to listen to it in a place where I'm focusing and I can really soak in that first episode, so I can really mm. get those characters in my head. I don't want it to be a, a background thing, so I've I've got it saved, but I'm ready to listen to it, mm. and I'm excited. Uh, did you listen to anything else this week? Um, yeah, listen to some classic 90s uh, tracks, because we went to a party. Oh, we did, yeah. Oh, that happens a lot. Do you remember that? Yeah. that? That was a thing, we went to a Halloween party. That was a thing, we went to a Halloween party. You were a Pikachu, remember? Uh, yes, I don't remember much of what we listened to, as is often the case when we go and party. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything some somewhat mysteriously goes into some sort of soup in my brain. Mm-hmm. It's all the socials. Too many socials. Too many Actually, the socials. correct amount of socials. Uh, DJ Quicksilver, Bellissima, it's a common one, uh, PPK, Resurrection, uh, Nine Inch Nails, but it's 
uh, Nine Inch Nails closer, but it's Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, um, that 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 got people going. Uh, Count Skylarkin and Harvey Keitel, dub of a preacher man. Oh yeah. Uh, Sandstorm, Robert Miles Children, yeah. Faithless Insomnia, The Venger Boys. We like to party. We like we like to party. Um. Uh, the Source featuring Candy Staten, uh, You've Got the Love, 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Caddock Night Train, Prodigy, uh, No Good. Uh, ATB, Till I Come. Uh, uh, Better Off Alone by Alice DJ. Uh, Sash on Comfort. Uh Ivan Van Dahl, Castles in the Sky. Uh, just some good 90s tracks. Uh, and I was a I was a bad trip, and you you was a, a, a Pikachu, a yeah. very cute Pikachu. Uh, the only other thing I remember hearing, I was I was downstairs at one point, and from upstairs I could hear um the Count from Sesame Street. But every time he said the unnecessarily censored, yeah, it was bleeped, so it sounded like he was singing a song about fucking slowly and fucking fast. I assume it was about wanking. Ah, maybe there are many interpretations. Well, that's the joy of being unnecessarily censored, indeed. Is that everything we've listened to this that week? Is everything we've listened to uh, this week? Well, we should we should probably move on before I get back to singing my chemical romance, shouldn't we? Mm. Hmm. Well then, time, time for this. this. Are you or a loved one saddened by the passing of Halloween? Yeah. Do you wish you could spoop for more than just one month a year? It's not enough time for spoops. Try Gothapril. Just take Gothapril twice a day, and you'll be wearing the finest, blackest lace in as little as eight weeks. Gothapril. Because Spoopmas doesn't have to end in November. Thanks, Gothapril. Tributes. I believe sweets are traditional. Uh, wait, are you trick or treating? No, oh, I'm a demon. How dare you? I, I always look like this. Arr, from the very Well, well, Halloween was a week ago, and generally we only give sweets to children in costume. We were pretending to be demons who were trick or treating. We—it's not usually a thing we do with adults who are de- actual. Demons. Did I miss it? You, you, you did miss it. I was, I was working last week. Hell, hell business. Poking bottoms with big sticks. Um. Well, I can, I can have a look in the cupboard see if I've got anything left. Um. We ate all the, all the full size uh, Snickers after, after everyone left. Um. I can offer you a box of raisins. I thought I'd already left. Hell. Carrot sticks. It's getting worse. Going back to the pit, I missed the proper people in the bottom down there. You don't want some hummus to go? This is hell. Questions, Sam. Um, Let's have questions. Ask the question. We've got a couple of questions. Not <gasps> many questions. We've got some questions. We've got a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Lucy asks, what's your favourite smell? Oh, Cinnamon. <laughs> Pussy is a very good smell. It is a good smell. Um, it. I go. I. I tend to say cinnamon or lavender because they're both easily capturable smells that I can use when I need <laughs> it. I and socially acceptable, like for me to open up a vial of that smell. 
<laughs> when I have sensory issues, I tend to open a vial of lavender or a vial of uh, cinnamon. Fair. I can't really open a vial of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> collar and cuffs, collar and cuffs. What's up here? Oh, goodness. Uh, oh, we have a very big question from Tricky. <gasps> Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Three brothers host a dinner party for 17 guests. Eight of the guests are family, the rest are friends. Of the family, half are vegan. Two of the friends have a wheat allergy and bring their own food. None of the guests will leave the house before 11pm, but a minimum of six are expected to arrive so late that they'll miss the starter course. Three family members have misread their invitation and brought children along. All children are picky eaters. There's a fairly high chance that one of the children will throw up midway through the main course, resulting in a quarter of the guests losing their appetite. The second guest will leave the table, but are likely to return for dessert. One of the three brothers hosting the party will suffer a painful breakup mid-party. By dessert, all of the friends, half the friend group, will have already left. Unexpectedly, a group of feral pigeons raided the kitchen cabinet five hours before the party started, somehow obliterating the entire stock of garlic butter. Though the vegan alternative remained untouched. One of the guests happens to know a pretty good recipe for homemade garlic butter and spends up until the second course preparing more of, the ki- uh, preparing more of it in the kitchen, assuming the other guests keep their distance from them for the remainder of the evening. How many cooks are there? Too many cooks. Too many cooks! <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey, we'd like to know what your three attacks slash moveset. Oh, oh, hmm. Okay, um, well, my, my standard attack uh-huh. uh, is smooch. It's super effective. Yep. Um, my special is big hug. <gasps> oh. <laughs> and my ultimate no, attack... No, it's too effective. My ultimate <laughs> attack... Is butt touch. <gasps> You've been touched by the Queen yeah, of Butts. I, I used my all of my, my special meter to do butt touch. Janiac has fainted. It <laughs> oh, is... has to be taken to a pokey centre. What is your move set? Oh goodness. Um Are you just like a mirror character, you have the same move set, but a slightly <laughs> different uh, visual <laughs> layer. Uh, let's see. I I can irritate my people by being really bad at video games on the stream. Um, no. Yeah. Have you have you watched my streams? They're hilarious. Um, I'm quite handy with a flogger. <laughs> Janiac used flog. Is this one of these sort of like quick, repetitive, like hold down the button and it just keeps going off kind of attacks? Uh, yeah, I guess I could use the spaghetti flogger. Yeah. <laughs> Swing it like a little helicopter. <laughs> um, and loom. Janiac used loom. It was super effective. <laughs> oh, and, and my, I suppose my special would be menacing laugh. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Those are all the questions. Those are the questions. Those are the questions. Well, then, time for this. Time for this. Time for this. Ah. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah, yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Larry. How are you doing? 
Oh, I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How are you? Uh, you've been. Oh, I've been all right. I've been all right. It's been a bit of a bit of a social happy week this week. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's that time of year. You know, people gathering together for warmth, I guess. Oh, yeah. You know, you can't afford to heat multiple homes. Get everyone in one house and you know share the heat. I mean, basically, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've been invited to a couple of parties recently. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that time of year. The uh, spookmas is upon us. Yeah, yeah. How you doing with the socials, then, mate? Oh, yeah, struggling a bit. Struggling a bit. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I went to a party the, uh, recently, and the intention had been, you know, stay through to the beer end as you, yeah, as 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 you want to do. Yes, you, you, you ride the party through. But uh, you know, we reached a point in the night, and it was just like, you know, I'm 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 ready to go home and have my own bed. I'm a little social dad, you know. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't like I hadn't been there. You know, I'd been there a while, but yeah. um, I just, I, I just was was feeling my reserves were down. Yeah, yeah. So what I did was well, I, I said my polite goodbyes, and I did. I just went home, and I, I tried to do so as best I could without feeling uh, too much guilt for that. Yeah, you know, I think it's important. You know, everyone has different levels of, of coping with with that sort of social interaction some people are very social you know they can you know go to a party every other night or indeed every night you know yeah. and i know people that go out friday and they'll be out friday night what saturday, until saturday night might, might have a little <laughs> bit of a rest during saturday out again saturday night day rave on yeah, sunday yeah. you know and then sunday dinner with family like that's for me i mean that'd be way too much social but you know i, I think we need to accept that different people can deal with these things differently, and that's that's absolutely fine. And you know, yeah, uh, not to take it personally when you know a friend's or you know or someone can't manage it for you know perhaps as long. You know, yeah. the fact that they made the effort at all, especially when you know they have you know maybe social issues or anxiety issues or just you know just don't have the spoons for it exactly you know? like you know you might have a party that runs for 10 hours you might have some people who are there all 10 you might have some people who are there five hours you might have some people who are there half an hour yeah you know and you, you've got to go i'm glad that you came and i bet you know we'll leave him when you know he's ready for you yeah be, be appreciative that they made the time and effort to come you know full stop no judgment if you, you know, you just need to get that bit of time away from social sometimes. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, are you up for a hug, mate? Yeah, I'm up for a hug. Yeah, nice one. Nice one. Oh. Oh, good luck, mate. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Shall I uh, pop the kettle on? Yeah, have that cup of tea. Nice, nice, nice. Laura. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K Buzz in all the places. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. Uh, that's the one that pays the bills. Please consider chucking a uh, dollar a month there or more if you can. Uh, it really does help to keep the lights on and keep all these things happening. Uh, you can find everything I publish on laurakbuzz.com. That includes links to stuff I do for other websites, such as Polygon, where I reviewed Disco Elysium, and a little birdie told me I might be doing another review there soon. Oh, heck. Oh, heck. Yeah, another one is maybe on the table. Um, other than that, Uncomfortable Labels. 
It's a book about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum, and it's out now. You can get it as a book where books are sold, or you can get it as an audiobook at laurakbuzzstore.com. Uh, you can look for information on things I learned from Mario's butt, which will hopefully be out real soon. Other than that, there's Dice Funk, it's a Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast, it's 5th edition, I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, and 6, as well as the Halloween one-shot from this year, which Jane is also on, with uh, Jim Sterling. Mm -hmm. I'm on Pixel Squirt, which is a podcast where we review video game pornography. Uh, Podquisition, we had a recent change-up in hosts, it's me, Jim Sterling, and Comrade Zimmerman. It's about video games, we tell you whether they're great or perfect, but maybe mostly talk about lefty politics. And I think that's it. I'm doing a lot of streams at the moment. Um, yeah. I've just finished doing a bunch of streams of Luigi's Mansion 3. You can catch uh, all of the VODs for that on YouTube. I've started preparing to do uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield coverage. You can see a VOD of a live stream I did where I talk about the uh, leaked... Uh, Pokemon uh, Pokedex entries that we know about. I will be doing a full playthrough of that soon, um, as well as a bunch of shiny hunting uh, streams. So check those out. I think that's the the bulk of it. What about you, Jane? I, I, me, myself, I can be found as Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. I'm Janiac on Twitch, where I stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I need to get onto that next. I'm also on stonedmonkeyradio.blog where I sometimes write things and patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio is the super important one. And I'd like to thank uh, Math Tiger Needs Your Help what is 280.46 times 1.5 uh, Jaden, Cassiopeia Swift, Tallulah, Callum, I swear to fuck dude, Moose better be real Turner, Eldritch Horror, formerly known as S. Kearney, J. Logan, Conduit Queerness, Mage of Life, Larry Yelling NB, Tales of Inquiry, Robin Anton, Kelly, not her magnificent cat, Mitzi, who slew Kel in her sleep, Robert Robbeard Hard, Harding, Jürgen Indie Monster Wayne McFurdy, Conduit of Name Butchering, and. I need to remember this without looking at the prompt. Ah, uh, and all. I think I got that right without checking. <laughs> and Mason is back. Thank you very much to all my patrons. If you want to do that, that's, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash Radio. There is also paypal.me slash Magnet if you want to send me a one-off. I super appreciate all of the nice people that help and support me and do the nice things. Thank you very much. Laura. Me. Laura. Yeah. Sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Yeah. Enchanted Forest Nature Documentary. Mm -hmm. uh, is this a solo idea? Unless you want to make animal noises. I don't know what noises to... M I'm not good at making animal noises in general. Enchanted ones? Whoa.